Conor McGregor, one of the greatest fighters to earn success in multiple divisions of the UFC. He's proven his mettle in the featherweight division against the reigning champion. Moreover, he bulked up to prove himself again in the lightweight division. We all know his commitment to transforming his body and facing his opponent in the octagon. But we don't know the man behind these outstanding transformations. Join us on ES Fancast to unearth the genius behind the Irishman's impossible feats. Hello there, and welcome to the ES Fancast Stories from Insiders for the Fans. The ES Fancast is an immersive interview experience that gets you, the fan, a peek inside the world of your favorite stars like never before. Uh, fan, the fan cast gets you front row seats to your favorite athletes and their teams and interact with stars, answer polls, explore our content rich feed. And today, my goodness, we sit down with one of the frontier voices in sports health and the man responsible for keeping Conor McGregor and prime condition, Tristan Kennedy, ace nutrition to MMA champs. Um, have it started seven years ago. Tristan has made waves in the MMA world and is the man behind one of the men behind the success of the notorious Conor McGregor. Um, he's not just involved with MMA, he's also involved with sports such as football, the GAA, and horse riding. We have Tristan here today to understand where Connor's preparation stands right now and how far we are from the much-awaited comeback amongst many other insights. So let's get into it. Tristan, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good, Noah. How are you? I'm great. It's like the middle of the night here in California still, <laughs> but like we're so juiced right now. You know, the only thing I'm missing is a proper 12 cup right now but besides that we're great we're great great mark that's great marketing you have to get the top stock in in it you know I, i'd actually i was i'd love to have some four george stout here as well but uh we drank it all in this household i'm afraid so um so yeah no it's it's, it's awesome. pleasure to meet you man pleasure to be here and uh yeah excited to um talk to you uh talk to you and and to your viewers and get their um i suppose get their feedback and things and how um how things are going and stuff like that yeah so yeah cool it's cool to be here absolutely absolutely so obviously you've been in this industry for about seven years uh now um nutrition and training is so so interesting in the mma like what are some of the unique in like what are you what is unique about dealing with mma fighters um versus like other athletes in your line of work um I suppose the MMA athlete, they're probably, in my opinion, the most extreme type of athlete there is. Um, you know, MMA as a total, if you look at the different aspects and avenues you have to train and be adapted to and do well at is, you know, there's multiple disciplines. There's wrestling, BJJ, um, striking, of course, including kickboxing and boxing. Um, you know, and then you've got karate, all these different types of elements and different styles. So you've got all these different things that the, the actual fighter has to be skilled at. And then to complement that, you need the fitness system to complement that and 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 obviously the nutrition. Um, so when you kind of bundle all that together, it's like, you know, these guys, they have a lot to do. They have a lot tra to train for. They have only a certain amount in the day, um, hours-wise, to do that. So like, to me, when I think of that and when I think of sports science, I think of all the athletes and people I've worked with and stuff like that. There's no more extreme than an MMA athlete. And when you couple that, that ball of what I've just told you into they have to manage a weight descent and be on weight and go in and, yeah. you know, do yeah. the whole 
everything that that fight week entails and then go in and fight it, it they really are to me um you know the pinnacle one the, at least the pinnacle athletes out there you know and um, because it's so extreme as well it's like you know and, and being around guys like it's it really is a pleasure to be around these guys because their mindset is you know we can do this we can do the, the, the three set, set, uh, training sessions a day we can do whatever we set out to do and, and, and go and achieve it and you kind of I suppose you take that bit of spice from from them and you apply that to your own life so um so yeah it's just great it's, I think it's a great um atmosphere to be around and um it's totally enjoyable but they, they are definitely unique people for sure yeah absolutely absolutely is there is there a unique um you know a common trait you see in an MMA fighter's diet before excluding the weight cut that's different from other athletes um i would i would say the volume of food again because we have to be on a weight descent you know the volume of food that these guys um are able to intake is much much lower than your typical athlete like we have to restrict actually food going in when we restrict food we restrict nutrients mm. it's just that <laughs> you know so Damn. yeah yeah so like you know if you have a football player or whatever rugby player nfl player you know these guys can load up all the way through and should be loading up on on, on nutrients and food all the way through their their um you know their their career really um because you know food's it's so important for recovery and it's not just important for like fueling before matches it's important for fueling after um but excuse me again with MMA athletes, the volume of food and, and what they can eat and, and the different foods they have to choose is, is, is would be definitely different than your typical athlete, for sure. Absolutely. Again, because we have to manage their weight descent. And it goes back to that kind of first conversation we had, the first question we had about, like, you know, how are MMA athletes different? And, and that's certainly one area which in which they are, for sure. Yeah. So I would say... That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I used to play... I used to play basketball and I stuffed myself like a pig and couldn't get, couldn't gain a, a pound. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it is important. Like uh, there's a misconception out there with food and, and athleticism and, you know, uh, people wanting to do well in sports. Like, it's like people nearly fear it. It's no, you know, you need yeah. to be, you need to be eating and eating really, really well. If you want to compete in this day and age in any sport, I don't care what it is because the level is after just going up so extreme. You know, and, and, and it keeps on getting extreme and sports science keeps on evolutionizing. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it is a tough game out there, whatever sport you have. Like here in my own, in my own country, we have um, GAA, which is my own sport. And, um, you know, I'm a bit older now and I'm coming up against younger guys in the sport. And it's like the younger guys coming up didn't know how they are doing what I wasn't doing when I was younger because it just wasn't the thing to do. Um, but the demand now has gone greater. So these young guys are coming up; they're all buffed up and ready to go. And here's this older guy now trying to compete with them. But right. I think a minor scale that tells you the growth of sports science and and how information has become readily available, and how people are able to apply it to themselves. So the competition gets greater, and again, that's what you see. And and if you can imagine, that's on an amateur level. So like when you go up to a professional level, where 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 we do and what we operate in. It, it it goes it goes to the moon you know and it's yeah it's, it's still skyrocketing so the demand yeah. is there yeah absolutely absolutely 
So you met you met the Notorious five years ago and have been working with them ever since. What do you think's changed over the years with the former featherweight and lightweight champion? Um, not much. Like he's just just a very driven individual, hardcore for training. Like yeah, follow his follows his diet like to a T. Like you know, I, I see all these misconceptions out in the media. It's absolute crap, you know. So, um. I just know know Connor to be a very hardworking individual. Trains trains very well. Um, you know he's been very good to me. He's me, he's obviously my boss as well. As long as uh, on on top of like you know who I uh, who I work for on on top of all like the sports thing stuff. So yeah, no he from from my experience working with him been excellent. You know, um, thoroughly enjoyable. I have had many great experiences and um. You know, I really feel that when we go in as well, when we're in fights and stuff like that, you know, it's it's I'm I'm really a core part of all that, which is exciting and gets me up out of bed in the morning. You know, so it's um, yeah, so it's 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 just great to be a part of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, obviously, and you've been with Connor for you know almost the entirety of the UFC career. What do you think? What is um, you think his his best weight class is either the one forty five, the one fifty five, the one seventy? Like what what? What is the best weight class for Connor, in your opinion? Um, I would say as you kind of get, as you get older, like you know, your body gets bigger. To say simply, like you know, and and it gets a lot of things happen from um on a biological perspective. But uh, like you know, if you were to say to me, what's his perfect weight class now? I, I, again, I'd allude to what I what I um what I answered there about like you know Connor. It's like you know. Yeah. Anyway, class, like we can literally, you can literally, you could literally say to me, Tristan, or oh, the one, four, five, and I, and I would look at him and go, let's go, because I've no doubt when he gets down to um, when we get in camp as well, especially when we get in camp, it's everything's dialed in and we don't miss a beat. So whatever way, class, and I know he said that before himself, and I get why he said that now, because um, you know, his training drives him to kind of go to whatever way, class, we want to go. You know, it'd be nice to see him again at 155. I'd have no problem seeing him at 170 either. Hell, he could even go up to 185. That's that's the type of skill set he has. That's the type, the type of man he is driven to do. Like, you know, if we don't do things Mickey Mouse over here. We 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 dial it in to a T. Um so again, I'd have no um no queries about any weight class that he takes on. And then that's only that's only me talking the sports science type kind of area. Then there's the skill set side of area where you know, there's multiple areas, but there's skill set side of area of him taking on them athletes. And again, absolutely no problem with that at all either. You know, um, yeah, he's a gifted individual. So um, bring bring them all on, I say. Do you have a crystal ball in the next year in terms of like the weight class? Like, do you think he's going to, he's going to, you know, when he fights next year, will we see in a 155 or are you going to beef him up to 190? I mean, there's nothing you can't do. You are the master nutritionist. So you're going to get him to 200. What's the deal? Well, I'm, I'm, I'll put it like this. Uh, no, I'm a man of science. So I don't believe in crystal balls. So you're just going to have to wait. And see. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I want to take it back um, a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, we saw Connor a couple of years ago with, with the horrific leg break, um, you know, hate to see it and was unfortunate to, to witness, to be a part of that. Can you give sort of the, do you, did you see sort of the, the differences, a uh, difference in training camp um, of the USC star regards to the Dustin Poirier rematch, which is 
rematches of how he was training? Um, well, I wasn't there. I, it wouldn't be fair for me to comment on the differences in training between Poirier camps because Poirier one was multiple years ago, and that was before I was with Connor. Um, I can comment on Poirier two, and of course the leg break because I was there for all that. Um, pre pre the, for obviously the training camp and post the 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 um the fight, which was a difficult time for all of us because, um, you know when you do. Again, and it links into kind of the first question is like, why why are MMA 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 athletes so extreme? And like you know, because you risk all these high end injuries. It's a high risk, high reward game. Not even crazy. sometimes it's not even rewarding. You know, it is crazy. Like because you know you see a lot of fighters going about like you know how much they're paid and stuff like that. But that's that's another that's another story. Um, but um, you know, it's it's just a high risk high risk game. So. We put in a lot of work into that camp. It was his first time down to 155 as well in a few years, I believe. I think we did Cowboy Fight before that, which went um, very, very successfully for us. Again, really, really well. Camp was brilliant. Camp was, I thought our camp for Pyre too, and I'm, I'm, our, our team will attest to that too. It was, it was excellent. You know, he was in supreme condition. We had a great weight cut. We actually made one five five in that way cut and not one five six. Um, you know, it was like to make a statement. It was like, yo, we're back, and this kind of yeah. A lot of media kind of represented that, like, you know, I know you wouldn't be able to make one five five again, and, and blah 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 blah. But uh, Connor and I knew that the 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 work that was driven into that from the nutritional perspective and the training perspective, so we were ready to ready. We were really ready to Rockford. And um, sorry, this is Pyre three I'm talking about. Sorry, I was mixing up Pyre two and Pyre three, but um. The so the Pyre two camp went well. It didn't go first to fight. That was in Abu Dhabi. I've got mixed up there. Pyre three then when the leg again it was a fantastic camp, fantastic cut. Right. Um, the uh, the leg break happened and and it was tough, man. Because when you see a fighter, I guess when you see a fighter go through something like a horrific injury like that, and you are on, you're just so invested in his camp from um from obviously your work perspective and and from a personal perspective you build up relationships with these people it's not right. nice to see. um i thought the fight was actually there was a plan laid out for that fight and it was going our way and um it's hard for like you know i don't think it's hard for people to see that if you know mma a little bit and um it was just unfortunate to happen um, after it did happen, we had to put a lot of work into obviously his recovery, recovery rehabilitation. That wasn't obviously a, a, a few weeks job. It takes a long time to recover from that. And again, sure. again, once he dials in his um, his protocols and regimes, he um, again he he comes out better the other side because he dials himself in. It goes down to the hard work and commitment he puts into these things. And now we're on the right road again. So I'm very very excited for it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and speaking to this, this long road, man, like, like lately, um, this dude has been looking buff. I mean, Connor is looking like Jack, man. What the hell have you been feeding him lately? Again, man, he's just, <laughs> he says on his, uh, on his fitness and his, um, his nutritional protocols and, and, and foods and, and, you know, he doesn't miss a beat, you know? So I guess when you have demand of that, like, you know, the, the being in camps, it, it 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 sets a certain demand on your body, you know, um, and we had a specific goal when we we're in camps to be at a specific body composition. I think people have this misconception that fighters should be like, 
you know, this weight of ripped and lean, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. all year long. Now, like, Connor does keep his leanness very well, again, because he's on his diet and all that, but he obviously got a bit bigger. Um, but again, we were able to provide more food. I, I alluded to more food, more volume leads to more nutrients earlier on. That's what we're able to do. And that's what you see then. You see this kind of, you know, buffed up man, ready to, ready to star in the movie roles really well and stuff like that. So it worked out well. So it worked out well. Are, are you are you a chicken guy? Are you a steak guy? Are you a fish guy? Like what? Well, Me? Like, uh, let me start with you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like. I, I'm I'm a steak guy, I'm a chicken guy, I'm a big fish guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and so is like you know our, our diet would comprise of when when I'm speaking to Connor, like you know of Connor, it's like you know multiple. We 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 we've we've a wholesome variable diet. We include all foods that are applicable to our goal and our nutrient quality and and what we um are required. And um, yeah, we've multiple like you know we, we like there's multiple recipes and and things of that that um that we are able to eat and and consume and um as part of our diet, which is great because then it's not it doesn't get boring, you know. So so yeah, it's it's a very wholesome wholesome diet for sure. Is your is your like your plan or strategy you ever like you do you home home cook stuff and then like bring it to the training facility like are you the are you like the grandma's <laughs> cooking strategy or no, are you, yeah, going I, shopping? I are you shopping at whole foods for for connor like what's so, how did this work my, my role my role is like you know I'm, I'm, i i i study i have a master's in in nutrition basically uh studied for studied it for many many years my my i have a clinical background in it and I kind of linked them to to sports and and nutrition earlier on in my career, and that's how I ended up here. But anyway, um, with regards to like you know, do we? Uh, what was the question? Sorry again. What? Yeah, which one? Um, I was asking about like lost my train. Of thought are you there. Prepare, preparing the food? Are you oh, cooking yeah. it in your kitchen? Are so, you going and and picking it up yeah. from your grandmother? Like, how does it work? Oh yeah, no, sorry. So like we we would have professional chefs working for us. So I would literally tell the chefs, you know what to cook, when to cook it, when to time his food, things of that nature. So I kind of manage all that dynamic. Um, and obviously because, you know, Connor's a, a global sensation superstar. It's like, you know, he has to go to different areas and, and be at different points. So we also have to manage, like, you know, his food intake on the road, which can be tricky sometimes, you know, there's a lot of work that goes on in the background, you know, um, to, to, to produce the plate that goes in front of them every day you know there actually is you know it's detailed menu plans it's co uh, collaborating with chefs whether he be in Europe whether he's in the United States when he's over on another continent and obviously I travel I travel everywhere with Connor I'm, I'm on annual leave at the moment um just taking a few weeks off but otherwise I'd be I'd be with him now and we'd be um we'd be doing our thing but because I'm not with him now I'm still in collaboration with the people around him so he gets all his correct nutrition hydration supplementation and um, you, you worry you worry he's gonna sneak some fast food in while you're gone while you're gone you're gonna get <laughs> some <do> burger king i <laughs> know <laughs> oh, man again like I, i'll say it i said it once before he's you'd be very very on his diet very very on his diet the whole time so i don't have any worries and, and to be honest with you if that did happen it, it'd be no harm you know because we're He's so on the other spectrum of, of sticking to his diet and doing it well, you know, and not a Burger King or something like that here and there. I don't think it would hurt him. 
Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a better he's a better man than me. You know, I'm from yeah. I'm, yeah. I live in, I'm I'm from California, but I live in Texas. And I know if you guys are down here, man, you you'll you'll see some fast food. You're gonna want to gonna you know have take a bite of. Enough to be. We've been in LA a few times. Um, what begins with N? And Newtown isn't was it? I forget the name of the place. But we've been in some nice places in LA, and um, it's always been a nice spot. Yeah, there's some nice takeaways there. There is for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 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 Uh I wanna I wanna talk to you about um and we talked a little about this earlier, but weight cuts. Like yeah. as a nutritionist, like so Alexander Volkanovsky, like apparently he dropped twenty-one pounds uh mm. in ten days recently. You know, as a nutritionist, you you see these drastic weight cuts. Like yeah. does it just make you nervous? Like what is your opinion on like the I mean I, how do you feel about the weight cuts and like what are the shifts you see there? Um, weight cutting is a very very dangerous element of the sport that I think is becoming more prevalent. Um, the, the awareness of it is becoming more now. You know, um, it's hard to really explain to people the dangers of weight cutting if it's not done right. You know. Um, Alex Volk there I know he cut a lot of um, a lot of weight you know when I see that I kind of go and I know he's a practitioner very, I know he's a practitioner I don't know him very well but he's a good practitioner and he knows what he, I feel you know I know what he's at and um, I that, like he would have his practitioner is with him a while and he would have a lot of data on him um, so you know what that fighter is capable of you know, when I when I seen like you know Vogue cut twenty one pounds and stuff like that, I'm like going, I one I know exactly like I know like I said I know he's practitioner, so I know he would have done it safe. I know his practitioner will use data, and what that Alex is capable of doing, and um, hence why he was able to make that weight. But that goes on without supervision, without uh, a guy looking over him and saying, okay, look, man, you should do this here and you should do that there, and um, it's that's that's not a good thing, you know. Do I wish weight cutting wasn't in the sport? Absolutely. Like people think, oh, you'd be out of a job. No, I wouldn't. You know, my, yeah. my, 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 um, what gets me up out of bed in the morning as well is like, you know, sports performance, you know, so that's, that's really my, um, what I'm driven to do to, to study and, and be a part of. I wish weight cutting wasn't involved, but it is an element that is involved and it requires a lot of care and attention. And, you know, weight cutting doesn't start on weight on, on fight week per se. It starts from when bloody your camp starts or even before that, because you need certain nutrients and food and volume to kind of correlate to your weight cutting week. And then you will have a successful weight cutting week. And then there's other elements of it, like, you know, how knowing how to sweat um, under appropriate times, under appropriate temperatures. Wow. Basically, of heat acclimation. Um, there's a reload process, like you know, after after, like you know, make sure that the hydration process is 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 squared away properly. Like you know, you have these fighters and they cut unbelievable amounts of water. You need to make sure that goes back in them under the correct circumstances and protocols. And then there's the reload for the fight itself. So to answer Crazy, your question, it, weight cutting is is definitely a dangerous element to it. It can be managed correctly. I think when we were on the Ultimate Fighter, to give you another example, you know, we had Lee Hammond, who was um, a very good friend of mine. And, you know, I, I work with Lee as well. He's part of our team, under um, Connor's team. And he got the shout for tough 
I think uh, two weeks two weeks out, I think we were like fourteen kgs out. So that was uh, that was and we Jesus. met us. Yeah, it was it was a it was a, it was a it was a, it was a long one, like you know. But, but we met it again. I knew what Lee was capable of there. I knew I had data and trends, and yeah, it was it was it was it required a bit of work, but we got there. The details of the shit is incredible. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, the, it's 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 such a meticulous process. I don't think it's enough coverage. That re up that reload process, like that's insane. So like after Connor cuts all this weight and you guys and he makes weight and then yes. it's time to re, it's time to reload like are you just shoving food in his mouth and water like what like how does that what's that what's that like 24 hour good question though that, that a lot of people have just got i just got to load up and food up but you can't do that because what you would have to so again it's it's such a, a minute process in terms of you have to look out for some for such subtle Kind of things that are going on and i think that comes with knowing knowing the practical application knowing the science and being educated on it but also um knowing from experience you know knowing from experience little things and little elements that come that can come and go with with way cutting like i used to work in social care I used to be manager of a social care facility years ago and i used to ma manage people with special needs and um i think you know when you're in that environment, you have to look out for subtle things that go wrong or go right and, and note them things. And I think that's probably the best trend ever that I got for weight cutting because when you're in there, you know, and you're putting a guy in a bat or a sauna, like you can't just go, all right, and you go there now, lock the door. It's not like you have to really, really care for these people and be conscious of their health parameters and monitor all them things and know how to um, manage them things if something comes up and know how to spot things if um something appears you know um and that could make or break a fighter you know like you know from the like you know from a mortality perspective but also for the performance you know there's you have to you have to be on like you know camps are camps are, are tough going for for i think you know the likes of people like me as well because again you're just constantly on constantly watching different yeah. things that possibly you know okay don't do that there okay have this here or do this here it's a very vigilant process and it should be you know um but yeah yeah absolutely that's that's a super great insights man i really really oh, appreciate that i'm drifting away from the bloody question but yeah reloading man it's like the one the, the main thing you have to watch out for is gastrointestinal issues so like you know timing of food the specific foods mm. that like once is there nutrients that have to go in is there supplementation that has to go in um you can't just load up you'll get gastro you get blood and i tell you a blood fighter going into a fight is not a nice thing you'll, they'll be sluggish not sharp in the head um so, you don't want to hit you don't want to hit a bloated fighter in the stomach that you might get something else coming your way <laughs> or maybe that could be a good thing you know you get the yeah yeah that's a good defense mechanism you vomit on yourself you know hitting them in the stomach <laughs> um uh, but anyways, um, I want to shift to uh, Connor's, you know, boxing tenure when when he fought Floyd Mayweather. Um, was there any differences in approach, uh, training to to fight against Floyd? Um, you know, what 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 were some things that you were cognizant of? Now that at that moment in time, you were working with a boxer. At that moment in time, no, I wasn't working with Connor for his Floyd Mayweather fight. Um, okay. I worked with. 
um, when we train muscle, uh, well, obviously when we're at training sessions, we do multiple training sessions. I alluded to earlier about like the different skill set he has to do, and, and obviously boxing is one of them. And um, from a training perspective, when it comes to boxing, like one of my favorite things to do is watch Connor box. It's, it's it's just like it's like he's in the matrix. I love it. I love watching him box because he uh, like let alone. I know he does like kickboxing. He does all that, and he's unbelievable at that. But when he when when I see him box, it's just like boom boom boom. I don't know how he does these things, and it's very it's very it's majestic to watch. And I think that goes back to you know his years of training in it under um in Crumlin Boxing Club. I don't know if you know about the legend, um Phil Sutcliffe. You know Phil Phil's a master of the game, and um again. It's no coincidence that Connor's that good because, like I alluded to earlier, he just dials himself in for for things that he wants to do and and achieve. And um, when you see him box and you take on like you know Floyd Mayweather, who's one of the probably greatest of all times, people outside his ring will go like you know I think in the public perception will go that's crazy to do, but I would never ever think that even, and that's not even I wouldn't I'm not even messing. I would go yeah. We're taking on Flame Mayweather, let's go for it, no problem. Because again, we've got every chance in the world of success against against anyone. And uh, I firmly believe that. And so I get why he took on that challenge, came up short. But I think, again, when I look at that fight, it could have went either way uh, at times. And um, that uppercut man was just so close. It's just like, ah. But, um, and if Connor lands that on you, it's lights out, you know. So yeah. a different boxing is a different. Um, regime in terms of training i think if you're going to get specifics about it obviously because you know it's a, it's a skill set that needs honing all the time and um, how nutrition would correlate to boxing would be very similar like you know it'd be very very similar in a way like your boxers have to do a way to send to have to be you know explosive sharp in the brain um so yeah it's it's a very similar to mma in in, in the types of preparation you would do for nutrition so again once he dials it in we can take on anyone and he does dial it in. So for sure. And obviously hindsight is, is 2020, right? But do you think there's anything you would have changed to um, whether it's training diet to help increase stamina, the, the gas tank, as everyone calls it, you know, how, you know, is there anything that you would, you would adjust? Um. Well, well, gas tank, you know, it's a funny one. All like when people talk about gas tank and things like this to me, because you know, fighting, like I said, it's a very intense process, you know, and it requires a lot of demand on the body. So, you know, once you're training them systems and you're correlating your nutrition to that, you'll have no worries if you're putting in the effort, you know. Um, to comment on, you know, fighters in general and gas tanks and stuff like that, it's something I don't do because there's so many variables in fights that come up that can, um, you know, extinguish that a bit, extinguish that fire a bit, you know? So different things come up, it could be injuries. It could be a personal circumstance that come up before it that can weigh on you, you know? Um, so yeah, like gas tanks are a funny one to me. I don't really like commenting on them and stuff like that because, you know, I feel these fires, like, again, we're at, that kind of place with professional fighting that like you know you'd be a fool not to be on top of your cardiovascular system and your endurance and things like that so for sure um, when these guys make the walk man i just go credit to them because <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. in a ring messing around with, with even 
even the guy that you know, it's not. It's it's a hard thing. It's a hard challenge to do. So these guys are doing it under lights and they're the global stage for our entertainment. So again, you know, I wouldn't be kind of putting anyone or laying anyone down over different things like that, you know. And that's that's my appreciation that I've got of um, from these guys and fighting over over the years. Like you know, even when. You know, I see the celebrity boxing going on now and, and, and people are going, oh, you know, they're only celebrities. I'm there going, you get in the ring. <laughs> yeah, you get punched in the mouth. You get you get an uppercut, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't do any of that. I don't fight or anything like that, you know. But um, it's, uh, I, I'm around it a lot. I'm around it a yeah. lot. And obviously the guy is kind of messing around and stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a daunting thing. It's a daunting thing. Yeah. No, for sure. And and then like that alludes to sort of the next, like the, the Khabib fight, obviously that was like, you know, one of the biggest fights in MMA history. Um, yeah. You know, look, looking back on that training camp, that preparation, um, is there anything you, you, you said to yourself like, damn, like, I wish I would have adjusted that. Or was it just like, or was it just, you don't have um, any, you know, reservations about it? No, man. No, I'm not going to, again, like, I, I'm not going to comment on, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't actually, it was after the Habib fight where, where I came in and, um, you know, no, again, it's it wouldn't be fair to comment on on things that go on behind closed doors because I wasn't there. You know, that sure. like, you know, people again say like, you know, he, he could have shown up differently or anything like that. But how do you know? Nobody knows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, again, wasn't there. So I'm not going to kind of comment on what went on behind the background. Um, yeah. I'd love, I'd love for us to get that fight again. I would love it, <laughs> you know. So um, me too. <laughs> it, it might come up, you know. So never know. Yeah, for sure. I, and I know that like Connor could fight at like pretty much any weight class, but that like that one forty five, that is a yeah. strong cut, man. I mean, that's clearly not Connor's natural weight. And Joe Rogan even commented commented on Connor's physique. Uh, a, a while back like what was what was your thoughts on his health that when he was at 145 in, in those years well i'm not a proponent of you know doing big cuts for sure you know um when i look back at at, at that 145 or like you know he'll uh i'd say i'd say it was tough going you know but again once once the man applies himself to anything it just he blows it out of water so again he blew that out of water like connor's never missed weight Never, never once, never once missed wow. weight. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, he, like if you were asked to go down to 145 now as a bigger man, I'd be like, gone, you know, that would be, that would entail probably a lot of muscle loss, you know, so that, that wouldn't be a good thing, you know, although you try to kind of hinder that as best you can, try to kind of you know, conserve muscle because it's very, very important to have it. Muscle produces force. Force helps you knock people out. That's just one component of it. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be doing that, you know. And and then, like you know, you have to do that. You actually have to go through that process of going down in weight and then doing a cut and then getting on scales and then rehydrating up and going into a fight and then recovery after the fight. Um, so I can see where Joe where Joe's comments are uh, realistic for sure. But um, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be a fan of doing these big cuts, especially man. If you keep kind of going into the, what well, where can I put this? The kind of water reserves of the body too deeply. That's yeah. not a good, you know. Especially for the brain, the brain would dehydrate. 
and wouldn't rehydrate in time before the fight for sure. Like I, I would definitely have questions about that. And then, you know, these fighters are going in with a dehydrated brain because there's like there's water that keeps like you know, all your brain kind of cushioned in a way. Um so these guys are going in and getting hit in the head then, not a good thing. You know, so I wouldn't be um, a proponent for that at all. So I'm not a proponent for big cuts. I'm a proponent for structured performance based cuts, you know, and um, sure. doing them correctly, making sure everything is squared away properly, the fighters taken care of and they're ready to perform. Yeah. Uh, shit, you're giving me an education here. I love hearing about <laughs> sort of the different <laughs> different components of, of the brain. Oh, um, the <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and, and staying on like Joe Rogan, like obviously there was like back and forth uh between you know back and forth relating to the the you know his physique fortunately that you know was resolved but during like that period connor was working on a roadhouse uh yep. started starring you know jake glein hall can you give us an insight of like the middleweight physique that you know connor was talking about yeah well again we we um we had a goal for for um for roadhouse um physique wise because it's it's a movie and um you know Julian, our, 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 our um, the performance and, and strength and conditioning side of things, he took care of that as well. You know, he has a kind of overall coaching role as well. So, like, um, we call him the doc. The doc and I, we came up with kind of, you know, this kind of regime that we could do from nutrition and training perspective. Obviously, I have the nutrition side. He was the training side. And, um, you know, the man himself took on the, the challenge of doing it all and as he always does, shows up in ready to go, prime condition, prime condition. And um, yeah, did an unbelievable job, I thought, on the movie, which is, I think, coming out in 2024. So it's uh, good for everyone to joy, enjoy. And um, yeah, he looked incredible. And, and credit to Connor. You know, again, he's stuck to, to what he had to do. And um, yeah, it was great. Hey, I get we're going to give you the label Hollywood nutritionist as well. You know, you're not just, not just MMA. I had, I, I should change my introduction next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good show. It's like, you know, because I guess because uh, I've been around uh, all these different uh, dynamics again, but the nutrition for while on set was interesting because, you know, you have to time your nutrients properly. You had to have like look full and look, have a pump on. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. then yeah. there was, the concept of acting you know when you're on set you're on set for multiple multiple hours and we had to correlate his nutrition so he wouldn't get bloated he wouldn't have any um you know gastrointestinal issues we had to time then so he wasn't hungry couple that with a hot environment in the where we filmed it and um you know you've got hydration status issues so it, it, there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts in that as well that was um again squared away properly and recovery and, and the demand of like constantly filming every day like movie business is no joke you know i got like i got a real really insight into that and um yeah it's yeah. no joke yeah was the uh you ever catch him complaining about like the movie schedule and then like meanwhile you're he's an mma fighter who trains three times a day anyways like yeah, well, you know. well that's the other thing we had to fit in um training as well you know, because Connor doesn't stop training. He's like always, we're always on training. And so we kind of had to kind of marry the 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 schedule with our own training schedule, which, um, you know, we got great people around us, great people on our team. And, you know, that was all managed and correlated correctly. So, 
yeah. happy days. Yeah, for sure. And and, and so in, ep- in episode two of uh, McGregor Forever, Connor states, this is the best shape uh, he's ever been in. Asks you to look over the official photos of the event, and then the two of you start embracing. Can you tell us the story behind that that little hug? Uh, yeah, that was just. I think again, it was uh, that was a nice moment because it was again, it was a lot of work that we put into. Um, I actually got confused in this area where I started talking about Pyre Two, but Pyre Two was the first time he was down to one fifty five for a long time and we wanted to make the point of like kind of doing the whole 155 thing not make a point if it came up and we were able to cross that bridge the 155 bridge and it just happened that's the way it happened with the with the cut um but yeah that that was a nice moment uh, because you know we we were after doing a lot of work in terms of how we got to that point man that was a lot of work you know a lot of uh uh, weeks of training, a lot of um dieting, a lot of like performance. Still trying to like you know improve his performance, cardiovascular system, and we we were after traveling as well a lot, building up to that. I think we did most of the camp in Portugal for that in in Lagos, and we were after just you know then between that and Dublin, Ireland, and and we had an octagon set up in Ireland for uh, like you know. Connor set up his own private octagon so we had that kind of space to train and and do our thing and um I guess it was just yeah it was when he called me over he's like Tristan have a look at these because these are like the official like we have our own photographer David Fogarty who's best in the game um you know so we got to kind of see the physique of, of Connor in, in action as well um but there was also kind of these UFC official photographs and it was just because that moment was like when the official photographs were taken and your mom's just showing us the, the, the aftermath of taking them. And we just seen the physique and it was just like, wow, you know? So it was a nice moment to share, share for sure. And uh, yeah, I was very, I was proud. I was very proud of it because it was a lot of hard work and, um, you know, fair play to him for, and, and a lot of trust, you know, he has to put a lot of trust in me getting to that point. Um, so I guess it was nice to kind of um, have that kind of uh, acknowledged. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's amazing to see your work pay off like that. And um, that master's education and nutrition yeah. paying off. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm glad the tuition was worth it, my man. <laughs> yeah, still paying for it, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. 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 Well, uh, re- reassuring, reassuring that. Reassuring. that maybe... I'm not on it. Like, education is uh is everything and i had doubts about doing that masters and doing all these different things as well but i uh i followed my um uh my passion and what i wanted to do and and uh, you know thank god it um it can't it pulled off like you know what i mean but it was just hard work and commitment that's all it is yeah absolutely absolutely so moving on like obviously you know we've talked about you know the proper 12 the forged stout you know you guys have enthusiastically been promoting it um, yes. you know, I, I, I can't wait to, uh, examine the bottle and, and, and see what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, you're wearing, you're wearing the, sh- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'll get some out to you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and, and you're wearing the fast shirt, very, very, uh, on yeah. brand. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the fast program is something you've been an actively a part of. Um, can you share a little insight of your, your, you know, involvement in the fast program and some of the, the, the positives of, of users there? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the fast program is a structure is a structured, um, I suppose, fitness program and regime that, you know, we use in, in camp when we're, when we're fighting and, and our team uses, um, 
very, very diligently and, and, and with great success. So I guess the idea behind um, McGregor Fast was like, you know, to release these protocols and these systems and education, because a lot of nutritional education on there, I don't think people realize recipes, everything like that. Uh, but we, uh, I think the idea was to kind of get this out to the public domain so people could, 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 could like, you know, benefit from it um, and, and use it and see, you know, and be a part of kind of this kind of like, you know, um, a regime that like, you know, that works, man, that works, that really works. Um, so it, I guess like, you know, when you when you download the app and when you get on the app, it, it gives you kind of a structured training system. And if you apply yourself mm. to that, system, you will see great success. Um, I'm no doubt in that. Like, you know, it, it, it also keeps your training entertaining and fresh. There's different types of workouts out there and. Um, I do the McGregor fast system myself, and, and like I said, I play GAA football, and which is a highly, um, you know, uh, lactate threshold and uh, glycosic um, sport, which means you know it's you know utilizing um, glycogen a lot and, and and high intensity stuff. And when I when I when I when I prepare myself via the fast program, I'm absolutely ready to go, ready to go. And it give because I know that is going to happen. It gives me confidence. Gives me confidence in myself, my game, and I just then enjoy myself better. You know, and that's ultimately yeah. what it's about. Um, and that's only the, like the training regime side of things. And there's a whole other nutrition side of uh, things, which is getting more vast now as 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 the thing go as it kind of the app progresses, which is great. So yeah, I think it's a really really brilliant app, and and um, people should definitely try it out you know I, i'll probably give a discount code or something for users to get it and uh, maybe you could put it on your website which would be great yeah well uh, and it sounds like i'm promoting all these things but i'm on i'm honestly talking honest about these things like even including these whiskey and 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 even the forged irish stout like these are honestly like again i've alluded to connor does doesn't do things in half so when people like even if you go into the black forge pub in ireland the standard of the food and even the pricing is like it's so it's brilliant and i really really mean that like you know you go into this high-end classy pub with exceptional food the environment and the atmosphere is brilliant um and you know connor just wants people to have fun and 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 enjoy themselves there and, and that's what you get you know and i'm, I'm again I've no problem saying whiskey and I've no problem saying all these things because they're they're they they really are top end quality product produce um that yeah. people can, like you know expect to, to to get some sort of happiness from sure. Uh, you think if I start training with the fast program and it, like how long does it take before like I'll be good enough for you maybe rep me we can get like a fight on the <laughs> on the calendar like you know we got does this shit work like you know what I mean like <laughs> You could have a serious engine underneath that hood. I'll get you double champ status. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I, usually I just play basketball. Now I, I, I want to, you know, throw some jabs and some kicks. Basketball is quite an intense sport. I was lucky enough to go to the Miami Heat game there, I think, a few months back. And uh, again, extreme athletes. And one of my favorite documentaries is the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, yeah. The last... last Dance is great. Oh, I love last it. Last Dance is great. <laughs> a good few times and it was like, yeah it's very inspirational very very good no for sure for sure um so uh, apart from being in connor's corner you've also worked with brad superman katona over you know over five years you know more specifically you know you were with him on the ultimate fighter when you won it out for for team mcgregor can you take us a yeah. little bit of your, your journey with brad 
Yeah, Brad. Brad is um, an exceptional athlete as well. You know, he. Um, oh God, I could tell Brad to run through a wall, and he'd do it. You know, <laughs> he's just uh, he's just this this. He's he's really good to work with. I when I started off in this kind of MMA thing, we we um, we forged a relationship, and it's been growing ever since. Um, initially, you know, when we went over to film the Ultimate Fighter in Las Vegas, Brad got picked on the other team on Team Chandler and like you know we were passing yeah. notes to one another and stuff like this. <laughs> we were like cheat code study guide regular <laughs> I know but um I was delighted like like there's way more to that like people are going I you know I got transferred for uh, got transferred from Team Chandler to Team McGregor and and all this jazz but you know he he's SBG and he's uh he's Team McGregor all the all the way and when that kind of transfer did happen and it felt right you like it really did and um you know we uh we again brad took that kind of role on the, or that fight on the, that competition on i should say late notice so we had a bit of work to do and because he was on the other team and i was obviously on connor's team that dynamic of like you know being able to speak to another one another and all that was like you know it was pretty much gone so that was difficult to do um obviously then when he came over we um we we managed to bridge that gap again and, and work together and it was you know it went really really well for us thank God because if you look at Brad's division and that that one thirty five division there was like killers in it um even the guys in our team like you know um Rico and 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 all these guys you know absolute studs um so it was a tough tough division to do he came out of he won the semi final through through a, a tough fight. And then we had the final a couple of, probably a month or two ago now. And, uh, you know, everyone didn't think Brad could win that, but I knew, I knew, um, I knew how good and how primed he was for that. It's like the bigger the challenge gets, the even more dialed in Brad Katona gets. And yeah, we dialed in for that. And if I don't know if, if, if I, I'm assuming people watching this are MMA fans. And if you want to see a top MMA fight, I mean a banger for three three rounds. Watch that fight. Watch the finale with Brad Katona. It's a such a great fight, you know. Um Brad comes out banging. Um, you know, it it was just it's just a great fight to watch. And for him to get through that then he's the only uh guy in history to be the double uh champ. It's really it was really good. And we had a few moments after that, Brad and I, you know, on the phone and stuff like that. It was it was really emotional because again when you're going into when these guys go into fight, you really feel, or at least I really feel that I'm a part of that journey with them. So it's like, you know, wow, like, you know, to come out of that and, and be and to achieve that and to have like, you know, a small involvement in that is is just brilliant feeling. So very, very happy. Yeah. And I was gonna allude to that, right? Like you, you know, you've been an active part of the ultimate fighter and, and you know, obviously, you know, being a part of McGregor's team, like can you give us sort of the dynamic between like Connor, Coach Kavanaugh, you know, yourself? Like, how are you helping out these guys? Um, you know, when he switched teams, you know, were you, were you trying to feed the other team chocolate and like all like bad stuff? <laughs> like, you know, or, or were you keeping it neutral? Like, what was your relationship to, to you know, your your contribution? Yeah, so, so you know, um, that dynamic is, um, is what is a team. You know, it's, um, I think on the show, 
and I think Mike Chandler, Mike, Mike, Mike said like, you know, Connor wasn't there for trainings and stuff like that, which is he wasn't there for weight cuts and stuff like that, which is putting me further from the truth. He was heavily involved in all the training sessions, most of them, like you know, and even if he wasn't, he was like, you know, because Connor's a busy man, um, you know, it was, in my opinion, then then training sessions were taken by the best in the game, and it was Connor who brought in all these people, including me, um for the weight cuts and all that, like, you know, Connor was constantly in dialogue with me. How are they doing? What's the weight at? And I would send him like a synopsis of where we're at, where we're going to go with all each individual guy. Cause I had to take care of all the guys weight cuts. Um, it wasn't just like the guys at 135, it was the guys at 155. And it was, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, a <laughs> it was an experience to say the least, but you know, when you talk about like bringing like MMA is an individual sport, but it's the team around these these guys that is the driver for the individual to get there, you know, in a, right. in a sense. So, you know, you, you have to kind of correlate and be in conjunction with, 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 with everyone, all the coaches around the team, you know, for from from Doc to John to Owen to Sergey, Phil was there we'd all sit down and we'd like, you know, talk about like, okay, this guy needs this, this guy needs this. John might say, okay, well, Tristan, where is he on his weight cut? I would give him the different dynamic around that. And it's all tied in. And then what comes out from that, it's like a funnel. What comes out in the bottom of that is the best outcome as we can see as professionals for that fighter and how they can progress. Um, So, you know, you talk about a team dynamic and Connor's heavily, always heavily involved in that. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have it on the other way because um, that's just the way he is. And, and, all them conversations, all them things, and all that dynamic, it, it was all ruled by a team team environment. Connor's the head of that team at the time, and, and, and the coaches, and I think he did a fantastic job, you know. Again, all this thing, oh, he wasn't here for a wake up, he wasn't here for that. Yeah, because he brought in people that are the, that he sees are the best in them areas to manage. You know, I think that's right. smart, rather than, like, right. you know, and, 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 like, you know, dip into something that, like, you know, that can an expert can manage, you know. But yeah, that, that's that's I feel how the dynamic was. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we let you go, um, I gotta ask you. So like Connor obviously has has faced some of the toughest fighters in the world from the, the from the perspective of nutritionists and sort of training. Out of those fighters, out of the best fighters that he's ever faced, who would you, who is your top five in terms of best physiques? So, something where you look at the fighters and you're like, damn. That nutritionist, like, he's killing it. I got to get some tips from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really, physiques, and, uh, yeah, like, I think a lot of guys in the MMA world naturally have a good physique, you know? And, again, I'm probably being biased, but Connor's probably number one. <laughs> you know, if I can go okay. that way. Um, you know, five down or whatever, like, you know, there's a lot of guys that have nice, I suppose, really kind of, um top physiques for example um you know if you take edwin barboza he's a brazilian fighter and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's absolutely shredded like i think i always looked at him and went yeah. oh my. and uh i was like oh, oh, oh he's, he's, he, eating, was, he's eating nails he's eating nails in the morning he's eating nails yeah. and bricks yeah uh but yeah no he's uh He's up there for sure. If I looked at him, wow, he was shredded. I remember then you'd have, um, I remember, what was your man's name as well? I can't think of his name. I'm terrible with names. 
Um, the Cuban guy, what's his name? Can't think of his name. Uh, it's it's still the middle of the night here, so I'm you know I, <laughs> I, I got to get my shit together. Yo Romero, Yo Romero. He Yo, just, yes, yes. Yeah, he had a y'all had a freaky, freaky physique. You know, he was just like muscle on muscle. I was just like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. I think Nagano, huge, huge man to be that lean is just like wow. Because, like, you know, that muscle mass on a lean individual is just incredible. Uh, and I'll pick one more. I'll go for Brad. I'll go for Brad. And I don't I don't say that from a biased point of view, you know. Like, when I look at Brad and his condition, if you see some of the pictures, again, that my, my good friend David Fogarty took while we were in Tough. Fantastic. Ripped. Powerful. Yeah. Um. You know, you can tell that that man has been like you know sticking to his uh, his regime and, and, and doing the, the right things. Um, so yeah, there's there's look there's some great practitioners in 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 um in MMA in the MMA world and they're, they're like you know they're coming more prevalent and even the people who went before me and all that like you know they 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 definitely put their stamp on the industry and brought brought a lot of lads up, including me. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. You know, like I'm constantly learning and going on to my PhD soon. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a, a sports science, particularly nutrition. It's constantly evolving. People think it's at this kind of stage where it's like, oh, we know all these things, and we know a lot, but we don't know, we don't know that much. Like you compare it yeah. to other things within the medical and health, um, kind of societies and they're way ahead of us we're just kind of studying these things now and it's very very hard to get research on these things like how are you going to study 30 mma athletes at once or 40 mma athletes you know it's very hard now there is some research and some literature out there on it but it's not a lot so again you have to be constantly constantly learning constantly improving like fighters and i just don't i don't say that lightly you you really do and um you know, as as far as I can see, there's a lot of practitioners out there that are uh, coming to that level and getting to that level and aspiring to be that level. And long may it last, because as we said earlier on about the dangers of weight cutting, if if they're managed more correctly and and done right, like we'll have less um, less margin for error. So I'm all for it. Man, I really appreciate that. Hey, good luck on pursuing your PhD. That's uh, that's some really good stuff, man. Uh, but this has been this has been a great. Bandcast episode with Tristan Kennedy, Conor McGurk's nutritionist, one of the world's best nutritionists in sports. I'm your host, Noah Lack. Uh, please tune in for more Bandcast episodes. And Tristan, once again, man, thank you. That was a blast. Thanks, brother. That was a blast. Really enjoy it, Noah. Thank you very much.